John Fetterman's debate performance proves his campaign and the media were lying. And Democrats are now accusing Republicans of not being loyal enough to Trump. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit DanaForHillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation, and sign up for this new, completely free online course. That's DanaForHillsdale.com. DanaForHillsdale.com. So the economy is up, price inflation is down, real incomes are up, gas prices are down and need to come down further. Exports are all also up, which means a simple thing. We're making a lot of money in I'm America for, because of that. <laughs> what? What is up? What's up? These, these things are down. This is up. This is... That's... um. Those are lies, sir. Those are lies. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. Dana Lash here with you to start your weekend off, finishing up the week. And uh, yeah, that, 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 that's not accurate. That soundbite is not exactly accurate. What he's saying there. Nothing's up. I mean, nothing is up. It's, it's jobs are down. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm just looking, I don't, I'm trying to see, there's nothing that he has in here that actually at all whatsoever confirms anything that he just said. We're going to get into those jobs numbers that are out today too. He said real wages. Where does he get that at? Does he, he he doesn't know what wages are because he doesn't actually earn anything. He gets it all from Hunter. He doesn't know. When you use the term real wages, you're weighing it against inflation. So when you do that, real wages are actually negative by about three and a half to four percent. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't either. I think did he hit his son's crack crack? I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. So unemployment rate is actually up. We have the weakest jobs jobs numbers in over a year. He's just going out there to try to to his whole point is just to sell you on something that doesn't doesn't happen. He sounds when they talk like this, they sound so far removed from the reality would you honestly like forget all about the political tribalism for a second would you seriously vote for someone who couldn't even be straight with you about the reality of what it of inflation and gas prices and everything else would you i i I couldn't trust them doesn't have anything to do with politics i wouldn't be able to trust somebody that wasn't couldn't be you know straight with me about this issue about how much things cost and what we're paying you can't lie to people. They think that you're they think that you're you're out of touch. Why should they support you? Why should they vote for you if you can't even be honest about the state of the of the economy, the state of the country? So this just hurts him further, I think. 
it hurts him a heck of a lot more. I mean, there is, I've got, oh man, it is going to be, it's going to be a wild and crazy weekend. It's the last, this is the last block walking, all this stuff for people to get out. And then we have our election on Tuesday, which we will be covering. I'm kind of like going back and forth. And if I want to stream or not, I don't know. Um, thankfully, because of remote and satellite and everything else, I don't have to actually be on the East Coast. I can be wherever. I could I could be in my bathtub like uh, Keith Oberman. But so this uh, latest, I wanted to jump in this jobs, the jobs numbers, because these are, let me pull, uh, for whatever reason, the BLS link is taking forever to pull up. Uh, this, the jobs numbers, this is, came out this morning, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the employment situation, the employment rate, the unemployment rate has risen to 3.7% and total non-farm payroll employment increased by 261,000 in October, but this is not what was forecast. It's not what was forecast, nor is it in keeping with the rate of, of growth that was expected and also promised back in the day. So not a single bit of this is working out. Not a single bit. So what to do? Yeah, well, that's we're going to have some hard discussions here coming up after midterms. But none of these, none of this looks good. So the uh, the unemployment, which that percentage, and we had the president, he was talking about, uh, what was he, uh, wage growth. Wages are actually slowing down even more. You didn't think it could happen, but it did. Wages are actually slowing down even more. In fact, they said that in October, the average hourly earnings for employees or private non-farm payrolls that rose by about 12 cents and were 0.4 percent to 32.58 and that over the past year average hourly earnings have increased by 4.7 percent they said on october average hourly earnings private sector production non-supervisory supervisory employees rose by nine percent blah 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 uh basically it's still it's it's the what was it? What did they say that the core, the inflation rates, the annualized inflation rates for, C, for in the CPI thing that they came out with, those numbers that they came out with earlier this month, was that they they it 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 shows. My whole point is that it shows that wage growth is still it's still underperforming, and it's not just underperforming; it's slowing down more. Now, here's the other thing: the job situation i think this also shows and i was reading i want to pull this up cnbc they were they were saying that it looks as though uh this is just going to be further encouragement for the fed to keep the pressure on the pedal so this pretty much guarantees another meeting to to adjust rates right i mean that's how i'm looking at this this guarantees that they're going to be meeting again uh that that the and that the fed will be meeting again and we could see more we can see, I, 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 at this rate, I don't know how you don't have another rate hike. It's already, yeah, it's already on the schedule for December, yeah, February, then March. Yeah, well, I mean, to to meet to have the hike, you're gonna, I mean, they're gonna keep doing this. This is just further because they kind of it, it, it shows that it hasn't really had a, it hasn't done totally what they wanted it to do, but their estimation is that it's keeping it from adjusting the rates like that it's keeping from making it worse the issue though is that it's going to cost jobs that's the thing i mean you know that's the the 
double-edged sword. You know, you're gonna, you're, it's gonna absolutely cost jobs, and you're gonna see the la- the labor participation rate decline further, and uh, the, with wage growth too. They said that uh, this, looking at a couple of other things, they were they were adult women. They were looking at the unemployment rate rose by two point two percent. Uh, th- to from 35 to 37 in October, uh, the number of unemployed persons rose by 306,000. So it's to 6.1 million now. And the unemployment rate has been in this narrow range of three and a half to 3.7 percent since March. Now, they said that the permanent job losers changed little. So among the unemployed, the 1.2 million people who were unemployed, uh, they're still I mean, that's that's the same as it was for last month. And that the number of people in temporary layoff also changed very, very little. And so the participation rate, the employment population ratio, that was also unchanged. So there isn't really a lot of movement here. So it hasn't really, I mean, the only thing that we can actually measure is that wage growth is slowing. The unemployment level has ticked up slightly and this hasn't, this hasn't done anything. Now, added on to that. I, I noticed when, when these numbers came out, I was reading this this morning, and bear with me, as because I, I have a bunch of little odds and ends that are all connected to each other. And this one had to do with Manchin and Democrats, and they were talking about the, they were talking about debt ceiling and Social Security. Manchin is uh, wanting a deal on Social Security and debt. He's trying to, he's he's asking for some kind of a compromise. He says that, they're, they're going back and forth over the debt ceiling hike. And he says that, let me pull this up, because this will all have an effect. Debt ceiling hike through budget reconciliation is Democrats' responsibility. He said authority over the debt limit should shift to the president in the future. He's, they're looking to have, essentially what they're wanting to do is wrap up more spending in this. I mean, how else are you going to, I don't really think they need to do any, they don't need to, economically, they all need to have their hands tied. Yeah. This is insane. You're talking about raising mansions open to raising the debt, the debt ceiling. It would only be with Democrat votes. It's split 50 50. There's no way in hell you're going to get. I don't think they actually would be able to get, especially, you know, in the in the position that there are now. There's no way in the world that they would be able to get to uh, what they need. They wouldn't be able to get to have enough votes, I think, especially. And again, I know I just said that, but. When you also look at some of the Senate races uh, at Georgia, I think if they avoid a runoff, if they can't avoid a runoff, there's no way that they want to destabilize that, depending on what the numbers come down to, with a fight over debt ceiling during the period that they would be engaged, because that would last over the holidays. That, you, there's no, that would be a disaster for Chuck Schumer if they had to deal with any kind of runoffs for control of the Senate at the same time that Manchin would be uh, at the same time, Manchin looks like, oh, yeah, I'm, I want to I want to uh, we need to raise the debt ceiling. That would be disastrous for them. So there's a lot of stuff happening here. And, you know, we talked to Carol Roth about this yesterday. And it's true. There's the the, the, the first couple of things that absolutely have to happen when Republicans take control is you have to unleash energy and then you've you've got to stop the spending. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and actually have a budget. You can't be doing this kick the can stuff. We can't be doing this every every single like what a couple of months. We cannot have the same fight. And it's just going it, to because people are hurting. And this is showing you that even after everything that they did, uh, raising the basis, all of this, none of it, none of it's this is the impact that you have. This is it. 
So a lot of stuff. People are hurting. So we, we're going to have the latest and we're going to have the reaction on that. I'm sure that the questions will be interesting during the White House press avail today. But it is it's the weakest job numbers in over a year. And right on time, Bernie Sanders comes out and says this stupid stuff. Uh, he says that it's an op ed. He says our economic crisis isn't inflation. It's corporate greed. Tell me that you've never worked in the private sector without telling me that you haven't worked in the private sector ever. I mean, that's I don't know what, what else you say to that. Like, that's the, one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. I, I can't. So from that now, I have some information. There's new developments in the Paul Pelosi thing. Paul Pelosi was released from the hospital after the uh, hammer attack thing. And now there's another development in the investigation. It's interesting how some of the British newspapers are doing a better job at covering domestic issues for the United States than our actual press. But, you know, so be it. So they said that uh, it's not just there are a couple of uh, outlets, including Daily Mail and then NBC, particularly NBC. It's interesting that NBC is reporting all of this. I know. Right. The story that they had, it was wrapped up in him leaving the hospital. But one of the things that they touched on is that. The sources, and these are apparently sources within law enforcement, are saying that he answered the door when they responded to the 911 wellness check call. And he did not say that he was in distress or try to leave. And then it was when he took several steps back into the foyer when the source says police saw the intruder, David DePape, hit Pelosi with a hammer. And they don't know... The source did not say whether Pelosi was already injured or what his mental state was, but that is really weird. I've got a lot of questions, and I'm sure you do as well. So we're going to get into that. Uh, Also, the really weird, 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 bizarre video campaign ad that John Futterman filmed where he was trying to do that 80s, what was it? It was a co-commercial, the big green me. I don't know. Mean Joe Green. And... The end of it is really weird. So we've got to talk about that. I've got Wilkery for you. We've got the latest with uh, midterms. Also, will Trump want? Will he run? There's some reports coming out. FBI, a GOP dropped a huge report saying the Bureau is rotten at its core. We're going to discuss this. we got Cornhole Gate, all kinds of things. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Got a thunderstorm brewing. We got everything here in Texas today. Dana Lash here for Arc Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about Arc Seed Kits. You can visit Arc A R K Arc Seedkits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now Arc Seed Kits, it's a non GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. And these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home 
at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Man, NBC is out here deleting tweets. What is up? All right, I'm going to come back to that. Oh, my goodness. All right, so first and foremost, this, uh, if you want to live in a van down by the river, surprisingly, you can do that with Ford. I know you're shocked. No. Ford on Thursday revealed the 2023 Ford Transit trail van. I'm, I'm, I am now a full-on conspiracy theorist about this vehicle. I, I have gotten, because of Grand Tour, really into cars. This is, I hate it. Now, I'm going to, this could be its own segment. First off, let me give you what's up. The automaker is attempting to cash in on the boom in sales of recreational trailers and vehicles or RVs during the pandemic. They said, they, and they kind of joke about it. They're like, well, we can make living in a van down by the river more comfortable. So we could make this a reality. That's like the whole thing. I think that they're conditioning you. This is me, tinfoil hat time. They're conditioning you for a black rock world where you'll own nothing except your van down by the river and be happy. And I would also point out that the commercial and all of the photos, it shows these people in a van by a nice river. Not by like the Mississippi on the east side, but like by a nice river out somewhere, you know, where there's woods and there's like a nice autumn vignette. No, mm-mm. so we're gonna we're gonna tiptoe back to this here in a little bit, a little bitsy bit. Uh, the uh, FBI is warning of a broad threat to New Jersey synagogues. They they released something yesterday. It was late yesterday afternoon. They said there was a credible credible information of a broad th- threat to synagogues in New Jersey, and they said take security precautions and this. It's sad though because in Jersey and New York they don't really let you have firearms to protect yourselves, particularly in houses of worship. So that's incredibly unfortunate and should be actually remedied. Washington Examiner says a Washburn University professor is in hot water because he wore a Michael Jackson costume for Halloween. Uh, Holly O'Neill, or she, she wore this costume. Uh, It's in Topeka. And uh, she danced to Thriller during a Halloween party. They posted video and they deleted it. I mean, I'm I'm like, what, what was the issue? Because it just because it was she was in she was dressed as Michael Jackson because they didn't say she was in blackface or anything. I, is it just because, I mean, yeah, he's a weirdo, but you know, at the same time, like, is that enough to get somebody fired? We got a lot more on the way. Stick with us. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. Um, they deleted that, that whole thing. They deleted that off of Twitter. I don't know if it's still online. Did they delete the post too, Kane? Yeah, looks like it. Oh, welcome back to the program. <laughs> Dana Lash here. Happy Friday. Yeah, I'm, I'm real confused about as to why they delete it that sounded like a news report Kane. like an a, like an actual news report well, i mean it, it was nbc now some people have downloaded that video and the video still exists but i think nbc's post itself is deleted hmm but we got the audio interesting i just think that that kind of challenges the narrative that they tried to put out there that it, this guy was a big mega mega extremist and decided to do this when in fact he was just like this naked nut job any KKID, okay? He is this nudie nut job, activist person with a BLM and gay pride flag hanging on his property. And he, that, which is not, indi- that's not a, usually how we identify MAGA people. And they tried to use this as a way to launch this whole, but you guys are violent, not us. Meanwhile, which, and by the way, that's why I am obsessed with this story now. Because the moment they decided to use it to attack conservatives and blame everybody oh suddenly i became very interested in this and they we have every right to ask questions no you don't get to blame people for something baselessly without any information and then tell them that if they ask for any kind of evidence or context that they're conspiracy theorists you guys are the conspiracy theorists they are so now with speaking of you know when to talk about political violence here this is wild couple of stories because we had the the uh, glenn boldeck story where he somebody tried to assault him at a campaign event. Well, in North Carolina, somebody fired into the home of a Republican candidate, Pat Harrington. So this this kicked off before Biden's red speech part two. And it's uh, this was a new seat after they after the census in 2020. They this was a it's a new Senate seat that's created. So it's not there's not an incumbent, you know, here they have the uh that's not a long-standing incumbent here. So they have this race in the 14th. It's between the Democrat uh, Jeff Jackson and the Republican Pat Harrington. And so Harrington had written a letter and posted it on Twitter uh, saying that he was disappointed and how the race took a turn and all of this stuff. And, you know, I he, he was saying that, you know, basically kind of lamenting the tone. He wanted a decent and um, decent, honest and honorable campaign. And he said it was so full of vitriol and he was like, you know, this, this, and Harrigan was talking about, he mentioned this ad because what ended up happening is the, he mentioned the ad, the main, the, the main thrust of, of Harrigan's letter is that the Democrat Jackson literally filmed an ad in front of his house. So the Democrat yeah, Jeff Jackson legit filmed a campaign ad 
in front of Pat Harrigan's house. And Harrigan owns a firearms manufacturing company. And in the ad, which sounds very Tiger King-ish to me, Jackson's ad shows a man on a jet ski as a narrator. (laughs) And he tells people that Harrigan made a fortune off of guns. And it shows Harrigan's house. And then at the end, he walks across the screen, Jackson does, and shrugs his shoulders. So, yeah, there's a reason why Harrigan had every right to be upset that about Jackson's ad. I mean, not to, I mean, just from the simple fact, A, he filmed it in front of his house, number one. But number two, after that, someone shot into the house. Now, Harrigan's parents currently own now and live in that home. But his kids were there when it happened. So someone fired shots into the house and they entered just a couple of feet away from where the kids were sleeping. The Hickory Police Department responded, and this is according to Carolina Journal, they responded to the incident and they said, yes, someone shot into your house. They don't have any arrests or updates. No one was injured. They did find bullet casings. Now, you could say, and other people made the point, well, someone had, there was a random drive-by crime and it affected Lee Zeldin's house last month and that wasn't actually violence targeted at him. But what's weird is that this was at Harrigan's house shortly after that video was made and this wasn't, it wasn't the same situation as with the Zeldin thing. I'm, I'm, to me, that's too convenient. That's messed up. I haven't heard Joe Biden say anything about that, by the way. He didn't mention that in his speech. And that happened. The shooting at a Republican candidate's home and the Democrat that filmed the ad in front of it just prior. That happened before Biden's red speech part two. Didn't hear anything at all from Joe Biden on that. Interesting. Not a single bit. No, but he does say he does. He did go out and he he this is that audio soundbite one. This is what Biden was saying yesterday. Listen to this. Well, she's- we don't settle our differences in America with a riot, a mob or a bullet or a hammer. We settle them peaceably at the battle at the battle box, the ballot box. Hmm. Not you guys. I don't think you guys do. Legal Insurrection had a pretty good rundown just of the six months of 2020, all of the violent riots and the assaults and murders that took place as a form of protest from the left. I mean, that's they normalized it. They mainstreamed it. New York Times was apoplectic. Quote, white charges against protesters. They, They were lamenting that these protesters were being targeted. You mean the ones setting buildings on fire? The ones who were burning down businesses and homes? Those? Oh, they have an exhaustive list. They noted that just, so this is 2020 alone. In, in May, they had a major riots in Minneapolis. It was described as a, generally speaking, unruly, but protest. In June... You had people, uh, a mob, a rage mob threw the statue of an actual abolitionist into a lake. The Se- in, in Seattle, 
The police surrender their police station and four entire city blocks to Antifa. Riots and looting nationwide. Portland rioters in July set fire to a bloody pig's head with a cop's hat on a U.S. flag. And then people were violently attacked in Portland, including a conservative journalist who was stabbed simply for reporting on what they were doing publicly. The uh, riots and destruction continued. There was the assault on the federal courthouse. That could be, you could say it was an insurrection, but the Portland mayor and the media said those were just protests. And they busted into the courthouse and were breaking windows, et cetera, et cetera. Don't forget in August, then you had Senator Rand Paul and others attacked by mobs when they left a speech that Trump gave in D.C. And then, of course, the riots in Kenosha, in Minneapolis, and then in D.C., where diners were harassed and screamed at and assaulted outside if they didn't raise their fists in solidarity. In Portland, rioters wheeled guillotines through suburbs and were intimidating residents. And then in Seattle of that same month, rioters were trying to burn police officers alive. They sealed shut a precinct door. I mean, you know, you want to have a discussion about insurrections. I think that destroying the electronic key card off the door and trying to prevent people from exiting or entering, they, they were tormenting the police. They sealed them in there and they were trying to set it on fire and burn them alive in the building in Seattle. Oh, and then don't forget in Portland, too, uh, a BLM rage mob caused a man to crash. They wouldn't get out of the way of his car, and he was trying to just get around. And they drug him out of the car and beat him and his wife, beat him until he was bloody and unconscious, called him racial slurs. They crashed his truck purposefully and drug his wife and him out of the ground. So crazy. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. Don't, then don't forget the other county government buildings in Portland that people set fires to. The left was, uh, the, they said they were damaging the Office of Community Involvement. They engaged in the distribution of public resources. They were setting stuff on fire inside, all kinds of equipment. Oh, and then don't forget they attacked, uh, uh, the violent left in Chicago attacked the actual Ronald McDonald House. You know, where children are kept in intensive care and their families are accommodated so that they can be with their children as they receive long-term care. Yeah, they vandalized it and attacked it and uh, were intimidating the families and their sick kids who were huddled terrified inside. There were 30 families and their sick children inside. They were very concerned. ABC 7 Chicago reported that the director of Ronald McDonald House Charities was very concerned. They were in a difficult spot. They were they were they had a lot of safety concerns and that they had the families that were already dealing with a lot of strain had a lot of stress on top of it. There was a mother who uh, was was crying in a when she gave her response to the press. Thankfully, no one inside was injured, but this is what was taking place. And then you had Louisville in September, another city struck by violence and riots. And then in Los Angeles County, deputies were shot. And leftist rioters were screaming outside, we hope they die. And right at the hospital. Then, of course, there was the Target Georgetown CVS, where leftist rioters targeted the, the, the Target because previously the employees had the nerve to call the police on two shoplifters, reports legal insurrection. There's all kinds of video and everything. The employees simply called the police for shoplifters and a leftist riotist mob 
went out and attacked and rioted and just was trying to destroy the store. Oh, I have like a lot. This is just in the first six months of 2020. I haven't even gotten into Wisconsin after uh, there was an officer involved shooting and rioters decided to go into the neighborhoods and damage homes and stores. So what did Joe Biden say again? What was this? What was his quote that we don't solve things? We don't settle our differences in America with a riot. Joe Biden, you and your party have been settling differences in America with riots. Actually, go back to Occupy Wall Street. You can go back to the Weather Underground in the 60s. But most recently, you all have been settling stuff with riots since the night of the inauguration in 2016. That is exactly what they do. And all this division, all of this has been brought on by the the absolute mainstreaming of political violence by the left. Got a lot more underway. Dana Lash here for Arc Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about Arc Seed Kits. You can visit Arc, A-R-K, ArcSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, Arc Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. Talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. So coming up next hour, one of the things we're going to discuss, it's becoming one of the worst kept secrets in D.C. that there are going to be after midterm elections, they're going to Democrats are going to try to run Joe Biden out. They're going to be pieces after piece after hit pieces dropping right and left. They're going to try to run him out. So keep an eye on that. We're going to get into that a little deeper here coming up into our second hour. Uh, The other thing is that, and I'm not playing this audio on air, the publicly taxpayer-funded radio NPR literally aired audio of an abortion. No, not to like, not to expose anything, to glorify it. It is hideous. That's what our taxpayer dollars are paying for, is to air this stuff as some sort of glorification process. Unbelievable. Now, to lighten it up, nothing is safe anymore. Not even cornhole. You get prize money in anything and people are going to start to cheat. Like those, what was that story that we had? The fishermen people, the oh, yeah. guys who were... Lead, lead weights in yeah, the yeah, fish's yeah. bellies. Yeah. So there actually is professional professional cornhole. If there's professional skee-ball, 
I will be the Olympic gold medalist of this. Just going to say. Like, I, I don't know what it, I can play cornhole and all that real well, too. But um, they got rocked by bag gate. You got to put gate by everything. It's a, they, it's a huge scandal that erupted after it was discovered that the top cornhole team used thinner and lighter bags to win the $15,000 prize. So they said that an inspection revealed the bags were not up to in regulation. During the game, uh, Harbaugh, one of the guys, Devin Harbaugh, said his opponent's bags looked thin. So they're also investigating, they're investigating both. They, they found that neither of them were following the rules. And so they said they were using thinner bags. They found that, uh, like, yeah, underweights, that's against regulation, all that stuff. I mean, it is crazy. You, you, like, they're sponsored by Bush's Beans, man. You guys sponsored by Bush Beans. For real, like, they were. They were legit sponsored by, they used, like, sponsorships and stuff. They were, like, their shirts and all this. They got sponsorships. It is the only game where if i took these dudes out of the area in which they are competing and stood them in the backyard of a family member where we have our family reunions and play cornhole they'd look like they'd still be you know like they're supposed to be there they're like that's you know this is what it is but yeah they that is something else yeah remember walleye that's what it was those two guys who got in trouble at a fishing competition they won this tournament and they found out that they put weights in the fish and so they got in major trouble. No, nothing's pure. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. All this stuff. It's it's just it's depressing. Even even something as as holy as cornhole can be corrupted. I'm just impressed by all the sponsors that they have. Like I knew there was, you know, like a league like that. But I mean, this is like you got some serious. There's some serious uh, sponsorship here. I mean. Bush's beans and you got something else. There's a whole bunch of logos, but they're the, they're the biggest ones. This other guy doesn't have as many logos as these other guys do, but he doesn't have as many sponsorships. It's pretty impressive. But yeah, you can't, y'all can't be cheating. Y'all can't be cheating. You just got to get better. We have more to come, uh, including how they're going to run Biden out after midterms. We have the latest with Democrats, Pelosi, Wokery, all kinds of stuff, and tech, because a lot of people are getting fired at Twitter today. We got the latest. Stay with us. John Fetterman's debate performance proves his campaign and the media were lying about his condition. Lee Zeldin demolishes Kathy Hochul in their debate, but can he win the election? And Democrats are now accusing Republicans of not being loyal enough to Trump. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The only people I ever heard here use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans oh are doing gosh. something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the, com the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Yeah. Most people who would have never used so that word like ever the in their lives are using it now. This is the first time I've ever played Joy Reid. I usually don't like to give her audio because she just isn't, doesn't bring a lot of value to the commentary. Uh, but she's echoing what they were saying actually. Who was it? Sonny Hostin said this too. And some of these other like shrill leftist whatever. Oh, inflation's just, I guess that's the new thing. Inflation's not an everyday word. Oh my gosh. Maybe if you don't know anything about economics, inflation isn't an important word to you. But for everyone else who does pay attention, 
to what the economy does for people in business or for people who just understand, you know, basic how our country operates. Yeah, that's a kind of a big deal. It's that's not a hard word. It's been an everyday word since Carter. It's, you know, it's been it's not a difficult word. This isn't a big fancy word, guys. It's just inflation. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Welcome back. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash here. And we are gearing up. I got got so much midterm stuff where we're gearing up for Tuesday elections. Now, the economy, that's the thing that's around. It's that's the uh, it's the anchor around Democrats next. They are not happy. We were talking a little bit earlier about the new numbers out, BL, uh, BL, Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS. And unemployment's ticked up. Wages are slowing. It's not good. And this is all what they've done. This, the economy is the top concern. And meanwhile, Biden's talking about everything else but that. Democrats aren't talking about it. In fact, this is... Audio Soundbite 15, this is what you hear from Democrats like Barack Obama when talking to, went out in Arizona campaigning for Mark Kelly. He's remarking on Blake Masters. If you were trying to create in a lab a wacky Republican politician, it'd look a lot like this guy. Who burn? I don't understand that. Like what? Come on. And people are broke. They don't care what you think that Blake Masters looks like. They're broke. They're broke. That's all. Now to this. Man, I, I can't wait to get to the, all the new polling. Uh, but a lot of people are now looking at what's going to happen after 2024. One of the worst kept secrets is that the media, the media's plan to work with Democrats to jettison Joe Biden out of the White House. So there's going to be, remember how I've said before that there are going to be, there, it's interesting how some of these hit pieces have dropped, how no one's really written about what's happening with uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. And like, the, I think the New York Times maybe has kind of touched on it a little bit. That's been, a, that's been about it. And you've had a CNN piece that was pretty harsh that we talked about earlier this week on Biden. But they're trying to spin it. They're, they're preparing to spin it. They're going to try to, Biden's defense is going to try to pin this on the Republicans who win seats Tuesday. That's going to be his, his, what he's going to reach for for 2024. A lot of Democrats, though, I don't think that they're going to do it. We're back to Carter Malaise. That's going to be another word that Joy Reid has to learn. Oh, wah, wah. Maybe they can afford a tutor over there. at uh, What is she on, MSNBC or something? I don't know. Now, what they want to do is they want to spin, and this is, comes by way of uh, Washington Post. They said that Democrats, if they hold 200 to 205 seats, they're going to consider it a good night. If they end up with 190 seats or less, a loss of like 30 seats, that's going to require several, dist- st- several districts that Biden previously carried to flip. That's going to reflect a big wet red wave. But I don't think you need to necessarily, you can't just judge it by the number of seats that are taken. You also have to look at afterwards when all the dust settles how many seats are run by republicans and how many seats are run by democrats there you go that's exactly it they're going to try to say they're using the what happened in 2010 as the measure 
Barack Obama lost 63 seats in 2010. Trump lost 40 in 2018. They're saying that Biden's not expected to lose as many. And he even actually had a smaller majority than his predecessors. So even modest losses are going to look bigger. That's their spin going into going into the elections Tuesday. They're already trying to set it up. But this is how bad it is. Biden doesn't isn't visiting Arizona. They brought you just heard him. They brought Barack Obama out there. Why is Barack Obama out there? Not Joe Biden. Well, because. Joe Biden can't help anyone. But what I don't get is why do they think by that? Why do they think Obama can Joe Biden? Mark Kelly doesn't want Joe Biden out there because he's trying to desperately come off as a moderate in a purple state when he's anything. But Blake Masters is more fitting with how they're being with what the surveys are showing in Arizona. But it's funny to me that they're bringing out Barack Obama, because if you remember, Barack Obama did not have coattails. He had a very difficult time getting people across the threshold to, to, to re-election victory particularly in midterms. I'll never forget how they tried to hide that he was out there fundraising for Claire McCaskill because she was trying to pass herself off as a moderate. This is before she was challenged by Josh Hawley and, and she lost. And she didn't, want to, she didn't really want to be seen with Obama, but she wanted him to raise money with some of the far-left progressive elite in Missouri. So he had like a backdoor entrance to one of her events. I know because I was out there protesting. He had a backdoor entrance to one of her events. She didn't want to seem as being too far left. She was trying to appeal to moderates or independents in Missouri and trying to position herself as a moderate. That's what she used to do every election. So and and that wasn't just that's just one example. There were tons of examples around the country where Barack Obama was not able to bring people across that threshold. He'd never had long coattails. The last Democrat that had measurable coattails was Bill Clinton. I mean, the fact that they got to bring Barack Obama in now, you can see he can't even control the crowds. He has less influence with the base than he did prior. It's fascinating. That just shows you how, how desperate they are. But they are going to try to push Biden out after all of this. And I think it's these, these stories that you're going to start seeing him hit one right after the other. I would imagine that there's going to be a very major story about Hunter Biden's laptop and charges filed and all of this stuff after midterms. How much you want to bet, Kane? How much you want to bet you're going to see charges and stuff? See, I'd bet with you. So we'd have to find somebody who doesn't believe that'll be the case. I don't know if you would find anybody because even Democrats are thinking this is going to happen. But I'm not sure they, they have to actually go that far in order to get rid of them. I'm guessing everyone's already thirsty for the 25th Amendment stuff, but nobody's thirsty to have Kamala step in. So, yeah, no, gonna, they're not going to have her. They're going to have like a whole other team for 2024. They're going to have to cut they're, they're They will need a brand new. Yeah, I don't think Biden's going to. Now, make this it. is why this is where it gets into Trump. I hope everybody knows. And the conversation time is not now. But after midterms, we're going to have to have that conversation. He was at a rally and he had said, let me put this in. This is funny. So he was in Iowa campaigning for folks. Audio soundbite five. Listen. I did much better the second time than I did the first. Getting millions more votes in 2020 than I got in 2016. And likewise, getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far. And now, in order to make our country successful and safe and glorious, I will very, very, very probably do it again, okay? I will very, very probably. <laughs> it's funny. 
I think that they're, for all the talk, you know how previously everyone's like, oh, playing chess, playing chess. I actually do think he is doing that here right now. I I have a lot of theories. I don't think that all the, I don't think that there's anybody who is not one of his kids that actually knows. That I do believe. I think he's, and I think it's purposeful because he knows it, even though, I mean, it's all about who you can trust. But that's going to be one of the biggest things because Democrats are going to want a, I think they're going to want a reset. Let's examine, even if it is, even if Trump does decide to run again, which he would only be limited to four years. And then you got to do it all again in four years. And that could be kind of, that could be rough because uh, he'd be termed out. But Biden, I don't think Biden can do I know previously that they were Democrats thought that he was going to be their most competitive if that was going to be the GOP nominee put forward. But I don't believe that they think that anymore. Especially because he's been doing such a horrible job on the campaign trail now. So they want to reset. I have a question. How can they avoid looking weak by not keeping the sitting president there? Like if, if they made as a party the decision that Joe's not going to run and neither is Kamala... How does that not show weakness and how do they avoid I that? think they say that something happened with his health or something. I, I think that they try to do that. That way it avoids being harshly criticized for the maneuver. Then what because about then Kamala? they can be like, oh, well, his health. And they can just say that, you know, they decided. Well, I, I don't think she is so unpopular. I don't think it matters. She's unpo- I, I mean, just with Democrats. I'm no, not even talking about that's Republicans actually right true. Now. That's actually she true. is so unpopular with Democrats. It, 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 oh, it's bad. So I don't think they care. I really don't think that that's a concern. But I, I do think it matters who they decide to replace them with. Now, this is all just speculation for after midterms. But I guarantee you what you're going to start seeing is you're going to start seeing these hit pieces on Biden drop. You're going to see an announcement on whether or not Hunter Biden's going to get charged. Uh, you will see uh, more details, more stories about that Hunter Biden laptop. Cable news will start talking about it more. The networks will start will start talking about it more. You're going to see even less of Biden. He'll be spending even more time in Delaware. And then the, I mean, who do they have? Who do they have, though? That's the thing. They have uh, Gavin Newsom, who's been. Gavin Newsom, Stacey Abrams. Who uh, else? Even Pete Buttigieg was talking about. Well, he's into trying the race. to. What, isn't he trying to kick over uh, Gretchen Whitmer? Right. Uh Judge wants to kick up to what is it Michigan yeah. he's going to try to establish himself there so he can run for office yep because he's got dreams he, it's never going to work nobody's nobody's going to want this weak John Ossoff trousered you know Beto or work loafer wearing howdy duty in office um, they don't really have anybody and they're losing even more because younger voters Hispanic voters black voters are all going over to Republican Party and they're also losing some of their young guns. So what are they going to... Man. I'm more... Democrats are going to be in a way worse position going into 24 than GOP. But as to whether or not Trump runs, I think that what he's doing right now, he needs to stay out of it as long as possible for two reasons. Whether he runs or not. Because they're going to... The boogeyman, their, their protestations about the boogeyman will be real the moment he decides... If he decides he's going to throw his hat in. That immediately gives them motivation. Uh, but number two, even if he doesn't run, the longer that people think he do- thinks that he will 
it gives cover to other candidates. So we'll explore that a little bit more. We got a big bunch of some of the last polls, the last polls before the election. We're going to share it with you. The, The Pennsylvania poll, by the way, I'm raising my eyebrow about a little bit more. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Hey guys, guess what? In D.C., they're going to legalize public urination. Yay! Wait, that's not something... Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, Also, they're going to cut the maximum penalties for offenses such as burglaries and carjackings and robberies. That's a real thing. You think I'm joking? I'm not. So yeah, the whole... The the D.C. City Council, I mean, one, this is WTOP, Washington Post. D.C. City Council, they're taking the first of two votes on a massive rewrite of its criminal code. Now, if they pass it, they're going to eliminate their mandatory minimum sentences, jury trials in almost all misdemeanor cases, reduce maximum penalties for burglars, carjackings, robberies. Oh, and then the peeing. Yeah, you can take a leak publicly. Mayor Muriel Bowser and Police Chief Robert Conti are pushing back hard on parts of the plan with which they disagree. Uh, they said it's it, this is it's criminal justice, so it means pro crime. Yay, crime! So that's actually. And by the way, they have a surge in carjackings in D.C. Uh, their MPD reported 326 total carjackings between January 1st and August 30th of this year. There's 365 days in a year. That's just from January to August. It's a 27% increase compared to the same time last year. And of them, they said that, uh, oh, over 73% involved firearms. But yeah, illegally possessed, don't you know? All right, so Barron's says that Pfizer and BioNTech are going to combine their COVID and flu vaccine. So anybody who wants a second head, come get your injection. Oh, you don't want that? You don't want any of that? You want a, do you want a fifth toe? Six toes, rather? No? None of that? Okay. All right. I'm just saying. They, they, they made a, It's like a shampoo and conditioner in one. Just do that. I'm sure there's not going to be any side effects or anything. It's totally healthy and safe. Uh, let's see. From The Guardian, California's capital. They're, just, they're saying that, look, there's a major emergency. And their capital, 70% rise in homelessness. Everywhere is homelessness in California. It's not just San Francisco, not just L.A. Pickleball courts, according to KOIN, uh, this is in Portland, they're uh, going to replace the homeless camps with pickleball courts. I can't wait to hear about all the assaults that are going to take place with pickleball paddles. Don't they have those? Is that what that is? I don't know. I don't know anything about pickleball. Why is it so popular? Stay with us. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. Welcome back to the program. Have a ton of audio. I would have loved to have chosen one if I didn't have to do some staff job here. Uh, I get aggravated. It's one person. You got to roll with me. I'm like, I'm on air doing a live show. I need to not, I need to be able to focus on the live radio show. People need to understand that I'm on air. So welcome back to the program. I have a bunch of midterm updates for you on this. Uh, some of the and I got audio as well for you too that I would love to love to get into. First off, uh, some of the other some of the some of the audio. Da, 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 da. Where do I want to? Oh, this right here. Audio soundbite thirteen. This is Gretchen Whitmer. Listen to this and you tell me if you think that this is accurate. Do you regret the decisions you made when it comes to nursing homes and COVID? So I think it's important to correct the record. The, my opponent continues to tell people that 
nursing homes were forced to take COVID patients. They were not. They never were. Hmm. What? Yeah. That's not what uh, that's not what judges saw. I mean, we've had court cases about this, ladies and gents. It's that's Tudor Dixon's being is very competitive with her uh, in that race. I would like for I, that would be a major upset. I would love to see that upset. That is a that that would I would love to see that. So here's what we got. Uh, we also have Oprah Winfrey who decided to endorse John Fetterman. Has she had momentum? Has she had any momentum for a while to, to choose anybody? Seriously, think about it. Because remember, even during the Obama era, he wasn't able to get anybody over the threshold. She wasn't either in helping him. So, yeah, where's she been? Does she still do her thing? Didn't she have, does she, I don't know what she does. Does she do that still? You know what? I think her, I think hers, her situation is, it seems petty. Uh, because she liked him so much that she made his career, but then when she realized she couldn't control his politics, that's how it seems to me anyway. You know, there's it's one thing to agree with someone, but it's one thing. It just seems, I don't know. But I don't think, does that is that going to make any kind of difference? Is Oprah endorsing John Fetterman going to make him seem more capable than he did not seem in the debate? I'm waiting for the memes. They're like, you get a stroke, and you get a stroke, and you get a stroke. Those are the memes I'm waiting for. Yeah, it's. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna move anybody. No. I really don't. Here's some other. Uh, let me pull this up. I got a bun- I got some other stuff for you. First off, we have uh, a couple of new polls out. Uh, Interact. This is uh, uh, Interactive poll. I'm gonna pull up these. I haven't now. I haven't not looked at. I've not been in crosstab hell for all of this. So this is uh, a Georgia register. So this is registered voters. Pretty high margin of error, though. Five point four percentage points. It was taken October thirty first through November second, and uh, the survey. I'm like going through some of this because a lot of this stuff is just posted. So this survey that I'm looking at here has Walker. I don't know if I trust this. I'm sorry. I, I would love to believe all of the, the, the most amazing things about these races. And I, I would I want to have a crazy victory and, and a major margin in every one of them. But I don't necessarily believe the spread of this poll. Uh, so it has Walker with plus seven over Warnock in Georgia. And this is Echelon Insights is the is the poll is the firm that did this Echelon Insights. And so it's registered voters. What are you, Kane? Shit, what are you over there mumbling? What? I don't know. It's just hard to believe. Yeah. Um, only based on what we've seen recently in the recent past, as far as polling. Now, again, the cross tabs are going to be key here, but I'm not surprised. Over the last week, Warnock's history has been exposed a little more than I've ever seen it exposed, especially in since 2020. Um, on you know the the anti-gun stuff mm-hmm. uh, from the the abortion stuff everything it's all coming out him as a pastor uh, you know preaching in front of the uh, yeah he's congregation. like yeah he's I mean he's super left I just don't know if I believe this I don't know if I believe this this measure yeah when they when they were asking people how you know because I think they also asked them what their Biden approval was and then who they voted for and it looks like it was split pretty evenly for the 2020 vote. Uh, so to re- it was uh, uh, 
they looked at 500 registered voters in Georgia. So this was the survey. And they, so it does seem pretty evenly sampled, but I just don't know if I buy, I'm sorry, I just don't buy a seven point lead when it's been 0.3 difference for how long? And he went and he's caught up to him that with that after a double digit deficit. I just have a, I just have a hard time with that. And I don't know if that has been factored. I don't even know if it's been factored in yet. Let me look to some of these other uh, averages with some of these, uh, like, for instance, RCP or Cook. Let me let me bring this up, too. I just don't know. I just don't know if it has been uh, polling wise in Georgia. They, I don't, they don't even have that. Uh, they do have Walker up plus one. But that w- that was the Fox News poll. The Hill Emerson poll has Warnock plus two. And then there was a Remington research, which mm, that had Walker plus four. I think it's neck and neck because the margin of error for all of this stuff is like 3.5 and up. So I don't I mean, it's that just you have to factor that in. You basically just subtract that from the lead. I just I I, I don't know. I've, I've got questions. And I always and I also have a lot of questions about when it's all Republican candidates in very specific races that suddenly look like they're doing really well. It almost seems as though if I were opposition, I would totally do that. I would release some really great polls and yeah, and, and make make lull you into this sense of victory. So you don't really necessarily feel like you maybe you'll go out and vote. But are you going to be more or less likely to make sure someone else voted if you think that it might be already be in the bag? I mean, it literally comes down to that. So it is it's just we got some major thunder. I think the Lord approved of that analysis that I just gave there. That's what it sounded like, a giant clap. Also, uh, mm-hmm. keep in mind, the margin of error could also be added to the lead um, if you want to look at it that yeah, way. Yeah, but I'm a cynic. No, I know. I'm just saying. I mean, I would do that if if I thought, I would do that if there had been more than one poll in either of those two races that showed a lead. Now, keep in mind, like when I'm speaking of Georgia and Pennsylvania specifically, because in Pennsylvania... Oz has not led in a single poll. I'm still, and don't get mad at me because I'm not here to tell you what I, I'm not here to just, just tell you what I think you want to hear. I'm being honest with you. Even if it, I don't want to, I'm being honest with you. I don't, I just don't, I will be shocked if Oz takes Pennsylvania. It's not beyond the realm of possibility, but that's going to be really difficult. Because he has not there. And yes, polls are an indication and not a prediction. And I do think. Let me ask this. Kane, I'm, I'm a pollster. I'm calling to, to serve, even though I don't know your don't know anything about you. Right. And I'm not going to put your name with what you're being polled as. People are very protective of their privacy. And I get it. Right. Are, are you going to honestly be truthful and telling me they're going to vote for Fetterman? No, I probably wouldn't be honest about that. Is that kind of an... I'm less inclined to be honest with those people. Or even Oz at that point. Um, I mean, this is why it's such a weird race. Yeah. Again, when when you're attacked for your political beliefs on social media, in public, whatever, you're not inclined to give your personal political belief in a poll or on some phone call. So... Yeah, the accuracy it's of these weird. They're indicators, they're not predictors. Let me let me tell you where I'm what I'm seeing because I hear feedback from a lot of you and we have a lot of affiliates in in Pennsylvania. 
this is what I'm hearing from folks. Oh, man, we have like the two worst candidates or I wish we had better candidates, but this is what we got to deal with, et cetera, et cetera. Some of you voted for him. <laughs> Come on. Some of you chose him as the candidate, the Republican candidate. Some Democrats chose him as the as the Democrat candidate. Now it's like it kind of the from what I see, everyone's like, we didn't pick him. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I'm, yeah, you did. Somebody did. That's why it's so weird. That's why I asked that question. Because I I don't know. It, it's, oh man, this is such a weird race. So the reason I bring up Pennsylvania is because there was the one poll that came out and it showed, uh, it showed Oz plus three, I believe, right? I don't even think that they have, and pull up Pennsylvania. Let me look at all my data here. I'm looking at this. They have Oz up plus one. Now, this is a Marist poll that has Oz plus three. Yes, I know that there's also a Trafalgar that has him. Mm, that's plus two. He could. I mean, he could do it. I just and he may. Do I think that the debate kind of pushed it over the top if he does? Oh, hell yes. I, I mean, oh, my gosh, guys. Yes. How would you? There's no way you can say no to that. I don't know. I mean, I. It's just this is something else. It's it's coming down to all oh man. This is these are some tight margins, y'all. These are some tight margins. You know what this feels like? It's, you know those uh, memes that you see on like Facebook or Twitter, and they're like, oh, you can only pick one of these, and they give you things most of which you will like all of them, right? right? So for instance, someone's like, oh, pizza or video games or um you know soda or you know like all like a bunch of different things that are not even related that you like and you can only do one of them or pick three of them it's very difficult so it's kind of i just these feel like it's like the same thing here i don't know i have the same feeling now i have wait but wait there's more so we have the echelon insight one that poll that has walker plus seven that seems a little bit uh, I don't know if I like. I don't know if I necessarily put a lot of stock in it. In Pennsylvania, I think that it's more reasonable that they're probably neck and neck, and maybe Oz is like 0.5 up, considering margin of error. The only way that Oz loses, if that is the case, is at low turnout. The only way, in fact, the only shot that he has is you have to have crazy Republican turnout in Pennsylvania at this point to get over that. You really do. You need to have massive, massive turnout in Pennsylvania. Do we know what the turnout is like right now? Or do we know like uh, early, earlier mail-in ballots? Like, uh, does that, is that higher? Is it greater than it was in 2020 or 2016? Because if it, now if that is, if that, that could be a, an interesting indicator. I will say this, though. Uh, sometimes, and this can vary by state. But a lot of times the mail-in ballots and, and the early voting in that can typically favor... Democrats. So there's something to consider also. Just, just a, there's just a lot of it's very, very interesting moves here. Now I have one more. Let me bring this up. So this is a signal, a firm, C-Y-G-N-A-L. And this is looking at Ohio. Uh, this shows J.D. Vance with a plus six over Tim Ryan in the Ohio Senate. I think that he actually is very, I think that, that Vance is actually very competitive against Ryan in this race. And the RC, I know we're going back to uh, going back to Senate polls here and looking at Ohio, the uh, he's led 
uh, pretty well, had a pretty healthy and uh, last three, actually four surveys with the exception of the Spectrum Siena. And that was October 14th, October 19th. Those were, that was a tie. There was a Maris that was a tie also. He's been plus five in Remington. He's plus six in Signal. RCP has him at a plus 3.7. And this is uh, one of these races where, I mean, they're, he's gaining momentum. It actually could happen. So we will, we'll see. I mean, it actually could happen. So it's, uh, it's all going to come down to turnout. Turnout, 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 turnout. I cannot say it enough. So you need to make sure if you can volunteer over the weekend in these areas and you can go block walk and do all this stuff, you need to be doing it. You need to be doing it for sure. And I, I think it's, incre- it's in, make sure it's, it, make sure that you do it. It's important to do it. All right, we have more to get into. We've got Florida Man on the way. I actually have one more survey, but I'm going to wait and save this because it's more of a measure of sentiment, more so than a candidate. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. I don't understand this headline. So the original story, uh, it's Cowboy State Daily, electrocuted Florida man who walked on Yellowstone thermals gets no jail time. Uh, he, uh, the prosecutor said he's a great person, uh, deemed a great person by the prosecutor, judge, and a defense attorney. A Florida man who filmed himself walking on the thermals, which you can't do, of Yellowstone's Grand Prismatic Spring. He was ordered to pay 2,000 in fines. He has 16 screws and three plates in his face and scars on his body from an electric shock accident that he narrowly survived in his youth. I, that doesn't mean he's like actually electrocuted. He had been electrocuted at one point. He's not like right. still in a K in a suspended, you know. He was electrocuted. Yeah, but they they made it sound like he was being electrocuted while on the thermals. That's why I was so interested in this story. Otherwise, this is just you know the guy who like isn't is supposed to be walking on like a part of the park that he's not supposed to be because then he could sue the park if he gets. That's ultimately why they have this. This story makes me mad. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see this. <laughs> a Florida man was arrested for allegedly wandering around a car dealership with his with his rifle. Now, I was looking at, I'm going to look at the photos of it, because he's, they got him aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. It was in Naples. Uh, Micah Weiss Bennett is his name, and he was at a ja- Jaguar dealership, but he was also wearing a tarp, and he was, when he was walking, I mean, it's one thing to, like, walk around if you're carrying but he was also telling people that he was being attacked by radiation and making crazy remarks. So, yeah, that might like maybe, you know, I mean, you can support 2A all day, but I'm going to be like, the reason I carry is because people like you may come up to me saying crazy stuff like this. And you may be wearing a tarp and I don't know if you're a rival's. I don't know what's going on. But, um, yeah, that was they did put him under protective custody. Uh, because he this questions in his behavior was like increasingly unstable they said uh, and then let's see oh man we got a lot this one I'll have to share this next week because a Florida woman got pulled over for so many charges that I can't even actually read it all in the like remaining time that we have that's how many charges there are but they're dangerous don't do it but it is kind of funny I'll share that with you coming up third hour next 
Uh, are they telling you that you'll make a full recovery, a substantial recovery or a full recovery? What are they saying? Yeah, that, that's that's the case. Uh, and I continue to get better and better uh, every every day. And, you know, we're running a, a successful campaign here at, at the highest level. So I, I really do fundamentally believe that both our doctors believe that we're fit to serve. And we've been able to maintain uh, the, the kind of the, the rigors of, of running a campaign. Um, we? yeah, we, we are fit to serve. I don't understand. We are fit to ser- What does that even mean? Who is he talking about? We is his wife, his wife running for Senate too. I'm curious. Welcome back to the program. Everybody. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Friday. This, uh, November 4th and got midterms just Ooh, just a few days away. I just really want to know. That was a question he was on uh, with The View. I wonder if they asked him if he thought that uh, women who vote for Republicans were roaches. He says that, yes, he fundamentally believes that both our doctors believe that we are fit to serve. He was talking with, what's her face, Joy Behar. Did he talk to Joy Behar's doctor, too? Is she running with him? Or is it his wife's doctor? I just don't know. I've got questions. He did this ad. Oh, my gosh, you guys. So... We need to, I don't even know how to approach this. So there was this ad. I kind of remember it. It was from the like 80s, right? I and it was the 70s, but maybe it was the 80s. Oh, it was 1980. Okay. So well, I actually don't remember this ad because I was a I do remember toddler. Uh, but it was, okay, it was a Coke ad. I thought it was a Pepsi ad. It was a Coca-Cola ad, and it was the Mean Joe Green Super Bowl ad. And it had to do with Joe Green, and this little kid gave him, like, a he's a, a Pittsburgh Steelers. They gave him a Coca-Cola bottle, and he drank the bottle, and he's like, hey, kid, and he hands him his towel, and then that's it. Okay, so Joe Fetterman... His campaign, they released this really strange ad. Now, when I, I got to tell you, okay, so can I just, and it's Friday. When I first played this ad, I wasn't, I couldn't play audio yet. Uh, I was somewhere where I couldn't play audio. And when I saw the ad and I was playing it without audio, I thought there was something wrong with the video because he's standing in the hallway. I'm describing this for people who are not watching the simulcast of the radio show on the first the he's standing in the hallway and it's like he keeps kind of bumping into the wall like a Roomba that doesn't have the room mapped out or something yet it was really weird and right and it was just weird so he his people created it this is the ad he tried to create this ad it looks like in the hallway by his loft i don't know and it's awkward but the worst part and kane is this what you have no i I was going to play it okay okay play it from the beginning okay but then We'll pause it because we have to prepare the people for what comes next. Because that's, you're going to think it's awkward, but this is not the most awkward part. Go ahead. Mr. Fetterman. Mr. Fetterman. Yeah. You need any help? I'm running for the U.S. Senate, kid. I need all the help I can get. You're running for Senate? Sure. Where's your suit and your flag pin and your hair? Oh, hey, kid. I just want you to know I'd vote for you. Hey, thanks, kid. 
You want a drink? Nah, no. Really? You can have it. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, it's not every day that you find a cynic candidate trying to figure out how walls and doors work in the hallway. Hey, kid! Throws out a towel. Wow! Thanks, oh, no, Mayor John. It's just weird. It's weird. Now, wait, now we're going to pause it because you would see. Go ahead and get past the logo. We ain't giving them free airtime. Uh, now, wait, pause it, pause it, pause it. So it's not done yet. He's wearing What's a it? t shirt. I can't even say this word on air, Kane. Uh, Hold up. Wait, will we figure this out first. I mean, on the stream, we can. J A G O F. How about this? How about this? Um, You have the word jag, which is like jog, but with an A. Right. And then what is opposite of on, Kane? It would be off. There you go. Right. Those two words together. And it says Trump is a. It's his campaign ad. It's news. We should be able to play it. I'm going to say it says Trump is a jag off. That's what it says. And it is news. And so the kid is wearing the shirt and he's sitting next to Fetterman on some stairs and it's real awkward. And then this. What's a jag off? Um, I'll tell you when you're older. What? <laughs> yeah, we all look forward to Having John Fetterman teach our kids what Jagoff is. <laughs> oh my gosh, who thought of this? Did his wife think of this? And people that saw it on TV can see that it was, you know, filmed with the Nokia from 2008. Yeah, it didn't even look like it was filmed with a recently released iPhone. No. It's just bad. It's bad. It's, it's not even unplugged, ironically. You know, kitschy, it's just bad. It fails at every... It's just bad all around. This was so dumb. They didn't need I to do this. I don't see how it moves the needle at all. Like, I'd want my ad, especially just days before the election, to be impactful enough to move the needle. This doesn't do it in any way. Yeah, it doesn't at all. Now, instead, uh, everybody's going to be like, well, why would John Fetterman be talking to our kids about Jagoffs? I mean, like what? Who gave him? That's the shirt that Fetterman gave him. That's, I don't know. This is so weird. That's not going to do anything. This is what they're doing. This is so bad. This is bad. It's bad, guys. None of this is good. But this is the ad that they had released. None of this good stuff. All right. So a few other things that I want to make sure that we are hitting so we got the main Joe Green. Oh, man, there's just so much that we have uh, to get into this. Oh, audio soundbite 14. So as we said, Barack Obama has been in Arizona and he is campaigning for uh, I can't even remember the Democrat woman running against Carrie, oh, Katie Hobbs and her. He's campaigning for her and campaigning for uh, Mark Kelly. You listen to this and you tell me if a Republican male had said this about a Democrat female if the woke scolds and the Me Too's and all the fembots would be out screaming about feminism and sexism, you tell me if they would. Listen. Listen, if we hadn't just elected somebody whose main qualification was being on TV, you could see maybe giving it a shot. What's the worst that could happen? Well, now we know. It doesn't just work out just because somebody's been on TV. 
So they're trying to hit at her actual strength that she's incredibly articulate and she's very good in dealing with people because she has a trained media background. Uh, that sounds sexist, though. Oh, it is. I mean, I get what he's saying, but it's still, it sounds pretty sexist. And by their measure, because Dems the rules, right? I mean, if we were to go by their, do, is this when we use their rules or we not use their rules? I mean, I'm so unclear when Democrats want to have their rules applied and when they don't. It was also, I mean, it's it's a jab at Trump because obviously his only qualification wasn't that he at one time had been on TV. Mm. Like that's that's not the root and the complete, you know, story of his mm-hmm. qualification. Mm-hmm. But you know, you don't have to defend Trump to see how sexist this comment was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, it's just it's just bad. That they don't have anything else to say, though. I mean, she has whenever you whenever she speaks, she always makes sure she includes solutions. Um, she's sounds very competent, very articulate candidate. Uh, she is unafraid to correct the record. I mean, she does a good job, and I that's not that's not a uh, it's not a negative, but she's a threat. Audio soundbite four. This is this is pretty good because she Hillary Clinton went after her. So she she did return the favor. Oh, good. First, it was Liz Cheney last week, and I just laughed that off. And now I'm living rent free in Barack Obama's mind and then Eric Holder today. But I was a little concerned today. I'm going to be honest when I saw Hillary Clinton bad mouthing me <laughs> and she looked she looked angry and actually scared and and uh just uh, completely unrelated. I want you to know, just in case you're wondering, I'm in perfect health. My brakes on my car are in good shape, and I'm not suicidal. And oh. we're going to win this thing on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. I didn't know where it was going at first when she was like, well, you know, just completely unrelated. I'm like, wait, what? what is, where's this going? Oh, man. Brought that tugboat in. That was good. Oh, but it, I know, but it was totally related. I was like, where's Carrie taking us? And then now you saw. Then you saw. That was too good. That was very good. So one of the big messages that we're hearing, for, and, and it was weird because Hillary Clinton was talking about this, um, the crime rates. And Hillary Clinton had given, she, first you heard it from Kathy Hochul, who was saying that uh, this is, uh, it's, a, it's a trick it's a conspiracy theory. She said that earlier this week. Hillary Clinton was giving remarks and she was saying the same thing that uh, this is they're trying to scare you. They want to scare you into believing these things, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, I, I don't think that that Republicans need to scare people because the criminals are doing a good job of that already. The bail reform in New York which is driving a lot, I mean, just skyrocketing their recidivism rate, is that's to blame for a lot of this. The catch and release, catch and release, that's to blame for a lot of this. The restorative justice, I had a story that I was sharing with you last hour about this, reducing the penalties, like in Washington, D.C. And that's all driving into this. So people can see it. It's not a conspiracy theory. But do you want to know why now they're making such an effort to hit this? Why they're why they're talking about crime and and they're sending Hillary Clinton out and everybody else on this stuff. It's well, it's because and you and and you have Barack Obama talking about it and everybody talking about it. The reason being is because that is one of the top issues for voters. It's also 
a top issue for minority voters, crime. And so they feel like maybe this is the one way where we can stop this hemorrhage and we can just tell people that Republicans are trying to scare them. Think about the, uh, the psychology of that statement, that what you see about crime isn't real. It's just Republicans trying to scare you. And what's unsaid is you're stupid if you believe them. Nobody wants to feel stupid, but that's the, that's the implied intent, even though it's not said. It's like they're almost very subtly insulting you. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. So if you buy into it, you're a conspiracy theorist. But no, it's quite real. It's very real. It's a very offensive way to dodge, you know, from, as Kane said, they used to say that they were the party of law and order. They're the party of neither anymore. And it's hitting them really badly in the polls. And it'll hit them badly at the ballot box. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So Corinne Jean-Pierre had a Hatch Act violation filed against her uh, yesterday. Uh, it was the, the, it's the Protect the Public's Trust organization that filed the complaint. In question, what they said, they, they thought that her statement, quote, mega, mega Republican officials who don't believe in the rule of law, among other statements, is that violates that rule where you can't use your official position to advocate for the defeat of the opposing political party. And um, I actually don't disagree with it because she kind of was doing that, right? I mean, it's kind of what sounded like to me, just saying, sounded like that to me. Uh, Also on deck here, a compound in magic mushrooms is apparently, uh, I can't even pronounce this, psilocybin, sounds right. Psilocybin uh, can help treat depression, according to a study. The research found that the compound is to be effective against hard-to-treat depression, and larger trials are now going to take place. It was given to 233 patients. They've already tried at least two antidepressants in the past with no success. And then apparently, after they were given psilocybin, they entered a walking dream-like state for between four to six hours and left uh, the clinic once they returned to their normal state and they had a 25 milligram dose given alongside of psychological support triggered a reduction in levels three weeks after treatment so that's actually kind of interesting hmm. Harry Potter fans are told stop leaving your stupid socks on a beach in Wales because it's where Dobby died Dobby died Harry Potter and so since it appeared in 2010's Deathly Hollows Part 1, it's a real-life attraction. So everybody goes there and they leave their nasty socks. That's just gross. We have uh, more to come. Stay with us. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail, it's The Dana Show. Well, the president has been out on the road, and if anyone is paying attention, they've heard him speak to the issues that are facing the American people. I also want to remind the American people that this uptick in crime was experienced in 2020. This is when this began, and, and the American people know who the president was at that time. That- what? Um, I'm sorry, what? What was that? That is so she's Chuck's dead. notes. She's admitting there's an uptick in crime? She does admit. That's Keisha... Lance Bottom, she is the Biden's one of his advisors, and she was also the mayor of Atlanta, <laughs> by the way, up until uh, just uh, t- earlier this year. And uh, yeah, I don't think so, because in 2020, actually, this was 
I mean, we were just talking about it. It began kicking off uh, going into, because what, Joe, uh, this was, you had Democrats who were rioting to the left rioting when you had officer-involved shootings, things like that, and they saw an opportunity to exploit what was happening and create momentum that they used as a substitute, a substitute for any kind of enthusiasm on any policies that they may have. That's, you know, how they've used this for the longest time. Is she trying to actually say that, like, Trump caused all that? Yeah. Girl, we remember what was going on in the city. I mean, you know, we, we remember this stuff. We know what was happening. That didn't make any sense to me. That, did, that didn't make any sense to anybody. That is, no, that's not what happened. We, we have the internet, we have, the tele, we have television, we have all of this. We can see everything that was happening. We know it was, it was officer, it was this, the way that Democrat cities were handling their police departments, officer-involved shootings, etc. And they wanted to blame, they've been trying to blame this on, they needed a boogeyman. They wanted to use Trump as it for forever. So they've been blaming him for, you know, this entire time. I just thought that was asinine. But that this is Democrats, though, trying to spin the crime rate. Because that's one of the concerns that voters legitimately have, as they should. Now, a few other things here. Switching gears. Uh, by, well, kind of. Biden's accusing Republicans of uh, rooting for recession. So here's the new spin. Washington Post says that if you remember, if you asked questions or wanted any kind of evidence about the Paul Pelosi stuff, that that was your conspiracy theorist if you accurately note that the bureau of labor statistics new job numbers jobs numbers which is out today showing uh an increase in unemployment uh an increase in in law and way a decrease rather further decrease in wage growth it's slowing further nobody's expectations were met uh, nobody's projections were met uh that because they're, they're, I guess they're trying to argue as to whether or not inflation's a real thing. That's, wow, what a trip. But it's not rooting for a recession to accurately acknowledge that we are in a very bad place economically. I would imagine that pretending that it doesn't exist is even worse. No one's rooting for a recession. He had finally admitted that families are kind of being squeezed, but he used the phrase, he actually was tweeting the economy is strong, but he said that families were squeezed by inflated costs. But he says that he, he said that uh, they're, they're rooting for a recession. And he sent out this big email uh, to the press where he was stating this. Uh, well, you know why? Because the jobs report, it's, I mean, it shows that workers are getting hit further and further. Unemployment's only going to grow. You've had survey after survey saying that the majority of Americans, I think it's up over 70% at this point now, saying that they feel like they're living in a recession already. That's, that spin is not going to work. All right, so here's the other story. Reuters has an actual live stream in San Francisco outside of the Twitter building. Have you seen this? I've never seen anybody deal with layoffs like this, but this is what our press is doing. So they have an actual live stream outside of Twitter as Elon Musk begins laying off employees. Now, it's getting really crazy. So the email went out. It was there was a big process. Here was the process. They locked they sealed the building, sealed offices, logged everybody out of their Twitter laptops and accounts and everything else. And they said, you're going to get an email by what noon today. 
If you get an email, you're still employed. If you didn't, you're not. (laughs) And that's how they did it. They started uh, firing worldwide 3,700 Twitter employees. And the emails that were coming in, I was looking at this because they uh, they said that anyone who found themselves out of a job, they're going to be employed up and th- up till I think it was like February of next year. But they are all everybody's all out. Everybody's was deactivated, etc. And then here's the the email the you're fired email. And it it notified them that uh, you get a separation agreement, release of claims, other offboarding, etc. You'll receive details of your severance offer uh, and financial resources extending beyond your non-working notice period. Uh, and he says, this is your, it, it says today's your last working day of the company. However, you will remain employed by Twitter and receive compensation and benefits through your separation date of February 2nd, 2023. Uh, and then the, the your safe one ended with, uh, you, we look forward to working with you on Twitter's exciting future. And I mean, he has every right to do this. It's his company. He, it's a private company. They can do it. Private companies can do what they want. Uh, they can run a business however they want. I'm amazed at all of the Twitter employees that are that are bitching and moaning about this. I was logged out of my account. I got I was kicked out of my Twitter employee account. I mean, this is not how you run a business. Wow. Imagine that. But like times 110,000, because that's what you all did to users every single day when you were trying to affect the outcome of a free and fair election. Not once, but twice. So that's now you kind of know how everyone else that you all that they abused how they feel. Hmm. But he has every right to do it. So he's looking at streamlining. He also the other thing that he did is he said that he tweeted out this morning, quote, Twitter has had a massive drop in revenue due to activist groups pressuring advertisers, even though nothing has changed with content moderation. And we did everything we could to appease the activists extremely messed up they're trying to destroy free speech in america well you saw that coming i mean you knew that was coming so a a lot of these employees are filing suit they're going to try to wrap him up into so much lawfare that's i mean that's the goal that's what they want to do but they actually have a live stream of it i've never seen anybody that's nuts i've never seen anybody do that before and there's like really nobody hanging around outside, but they've got their live stream in. They've got that. And there's a woman who's just holding a box, chewing something, walking, trying to cross the street. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. They're trying to like make something so big and it's just not happening. But they, I mean, it's again, private company. They can do what they want. They can operate how they, how they want to. They have that ability. They have that right to do it. This is just, it is pretty, it is pretty crazy this all is just pretty it's to see all these people get so upset because he's running he's they're saying oh you can't this is uh not how you handle termination uh this isn't uh and then someone i gotta share this one there's so many things coming in so new york times uh toady they were saying that uh you know this uh pressuring advertisers to stay by threatening to label them woke capitalists if they leave i don't think that's what anybody I don't think that's what Musk or anyone else is doing, but you absolutely can see the left pressuring advertisers already. Why are you, why are you still advertising on Twitter? Why are you, you should either stand with the employees or stand with speech or now they're complaining about free speech after how many years of them actually throttling the speech of everybody else. I just don't have any sympathy for these people. I, I don't, I don't have any sympathy for this. 
or, or not at all. So they're they're going to be three thousand seven hundred employees short. Notice how nothing you can't really tell that anything's really changed with Twitter. Did they really need that many employees? No, they didn't. How in the hell did they pay people? For real, that's crazy. I mean, I hope Elon Musk has declared all-out war on his staff. He he laid off, laid him off, and. You know what's funny? CNN says they're going to have layoffs. Is there going to be CNN declares an all-out war on their staff? I don't know if you guys have seen some of this, but media companies are having a lot of problems right now. It said this is just uh, the other day. CNN employees brace for layoffs. And it's not just them. It's media in general. They're having a really hard time. One of the reasons they're having a hard time is because ad dollars. And that's part of it. Although I think there's probably more value for advertising companies to advertise, especially considering the demo on social media than with television. But uh, they're saying Axios. Here's uh, media layoffs impacting gaming, everything. Uh, uh, This is uh, from October 25th. Brutal winter coming for U.S. media with layoffs and cost cuts. Vox lays off 39 employees. will reduce hiring. Layoffs at large newspapers and digital sites. Vice begins a new round of layoffs. I mean, where where are all of the hysterical headlines? They're attacking their employees. Oh my gosh, where are those at? I'm just curious because they're they're crapping their pants over Musk, laying off employees. This is your precious legacy press. Where where are the headlines over this? Isn't it? That's kind of interesting, right? Hmm. So, yeah, you have uh, Twitter. Is they're, they're, some of the employees are suing him for his layoff plan. Okay, cry harder. Get over it. You're just, you're, you're going to, these people are going to run themselves broke trying to litigate this. He has every right to do it. So they're saying that he didn't have enough notice because of California law. There's going to be some loophole there. There's some smart, sm- smart lawyer that would be able to, that, I mean, I... I, I, I'm sure I really don't think that abusing people is probably part of your contract or maybe it is or who knows. But, you know, we'll see. But I, I nothing's going to come of that. That's they're, they're all they're all cra- crazy. Elon Musk said that Twitter had massive revenue, a revenue drop already as the layoffs began. That's what Wall Street Journal just published 30 minutes ago. So interesting. Interesting. They, is it short notice, though? I mean, you kind of knew this was coming. How long has he been saying he's going to be laying people off? They get to stay until February of next year. So how is that? And you knew this was coming. Labor law in California is weird. So I'm they'll hash that all out. I'm not even going to pretend I know all the ins and outs of it. But, you know, yeah, they get three months severance. You get everything for that. I mean, that's how are you? You're getting paid to not do anything for three months. I'm sure you can you can learn to code, right? Isn't that the big thing? Oh, these are the people that banned that, right? Hmm. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm watching all these Twitter people say that they're no longer X, Y, and Z for this position or for Twitter or this one. Like this one guy says, I am no, I am officially no longer the engineering manager for the accessibility experience team at Twitter. I have words. What a title. Hmm. Oh my gosh, he acts like it's the Oscars. Seriously, guys, all the do you realize that there was an election that was impacted because of 
these individuals suppressing people sharing genuine reporting? I mean, just one is the New York Post story. I mean, that's 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 just one one bit of it. This is crazy, crazy, crazy. So we'll just, you know, we're watching all of that stuff and, um, you know, we'll we'll see. But uh, it's going to be crazy over this weekend, too. Last weekend before midterms, and this is a huge election because everything so much so many things are going to be decided on this and all of the all there's a lot at stake here and i don't think that people can be complacent about it either so go and canvas block walk because you're going to need to do it the the turnout especially in pennsylvania and georgia the only way that republicans are going to win those races is turnout turnout is going to be it so make sure everybody you know has a way to go and vote if they don't. Incredibly important to do so. All right. So this, uh, we're going to be watching all of that and bringing you all of the latest. And I'm going back and forth. And if we're going to be streaming or and I'll let you know that. Uh, and subscribers, make sure that you uh, lock on, get a, onto the newsletter. Because if anything happens over the weekend or ahead of any, anything on uh, voting day, you'll get it first in the newsletter. And you can access that at any of the links on my profiles, uh, danalash.com, it's chapter and verse over at Substack. So we'll have all of that out for you uh, and be sending it out as if anything develops. So just know. And if you see something in your inbox over the weekend, something develop. Uh, today, in, do I get to get to that or am I going to cut you out of time? No, no, no. Do you have anything else you want to close the weekend with? Well, I mean, I just, well, our thunderstorm, I hope we don't get flooded away. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Or but, taken by a tornado. Or taken by a nader. Yeah. Tornado, that, you know, that would be, uh, that would be just fitting right before yeah. this election. Mm. All right, go ahead and kick it in today's stupidity for us. All right, it is our president. So yesterday, this is what Biden was saying about the economy and about wages and about gas prices. Listen to this. So the economy is up. Price inflation is down. Real incomes are up. What? Gas prices are down yeah. and need to come down further. Exports are all also up. All of them. Uh, all the exports. I swear. All the things. I mean, these are all just lies. That's literally all they are. I know that that's the desperation just days before midterms, but don't believe the hype. Uh, is all I'm saying. Why are you just being so mean? It's just a stutter. Don't believe what? <laughs> you mean it's just a stutter? I don't know. Everything's direct weird. lying. Everything's crazy. I don't even know. I don't even know what to expect coming up on Tuesday. Yeah. I just feel like I got to get ready for it this weekend. I don't even know what that entails. What does it entail? I don't even know. Like, do we work out? Do we eat a bunch of carbs? Like, do we? Like, what do we do? Carbs. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, gosh dang. But folks, we'll be in it together as we go through this monumentous midterm weekend. Get out, block, walk, volunteer, canvas, do what you got to do to make turnout happen, folks. God bless. Have a great weekend. I'll be back behind the mic with you on Monday.